This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. Coming to you from the shores of Florida's scenic treasure coast and bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. We're live on iHeartRadio, on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. You can follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes. Or you can shoot me an email at RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. Visit the website at JimDawes.com. Or call the vent line and raise hell at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. All right, I got to admit it. I'm, uh, I'm depressed this morning. I'm feeling uh, more than a little down behind the uh, Senate runoff results from Alabama. Jeff Sessions just got trounced. And I have to admit, it came as a surprise to me. I thought that the people of Alabama would uh, would do better by Jeff Sessions. But apparently, uh, the name recognition of Tommy Tuberville, the former Auburn football coach, the huge money that the Chamber of Commerce and the, biz- and the cheap labor lobbies, the open border lobbies, poured into Tuberville's campaign. And most especially, um, you know, the the beating that uh, he took from Donald Trump was just too much for Jeff Sessions to overcome. And we have lost a, a an essential voice for the America First movement. Sessions announced last night that he is retiring from public life now. He's going to go back and... Um, and I guess he's, uh, he's going to be a gentleman farmer now. It, uh, it, it really is a shame. And Donald Trump doesn't know it yet, but he's going to regret this because uh, he has now added to Mitt Romney and uh, Mike Lee and, uh, and the other um, you know sellouts in the, uh, the Senate. And he's going to have to you know, try to overcome Tommy Tuberville to, to achieve his agenda. Tommy Tuberville never uh, supported an American of first agenda. He never supported Donald Trump. And now, because Trump is so mad at Jeff Sessions, I, I think wrongly so, he, is, uh, he has cut his nose off to spite his face. I really hate to see Senator Jeff go. I'm going to play you uh, some of his concession speech last night. As always, he was a man. He was the bigger man in this case. And, um, and in addition to conceding, he endorsed his, uh, his opponent and, uh, and promised to uh, work for his election, uh, come the fall. Good evening. 
To the people of Alabama, I want to thank you for your support over the years. We've fought a good fight in this race, and we've taken our case to the people of Alabama, and the people of Alabama have spoken. Uh, they want a new leader, a new fresh face to go to Washington. I think we're going to have that. I love this state. Uh, it's been an honor beyond words for me to serve it. I grew up in the country, a little house of 1,000 square feet, uh, no central air. Uh, my daddy had a country store, had a gristmill in it, uh, and uh, the lady had a small, small farm equipment dealership, and he struggled to take care of us uh, through that process and managed to get out of it with his shirt. I worked construction two summers and sold dictionaries and did other things to work my way through college. And great day, I find myself interested in politics, studying the issues, and my wife and I uh, became, met at college and got involved in Republican politics. It's been a real adventure for me. I want to congratulate Tommy Tarverville. He ran a really firm, solid race. He was focused on his goal and on winning. He had a plan to do so, and he was able to do so. He is our Republican nominee. We must stand behind him in November. So I'm just thinking about where I've been in my life. My wife, Mary, and I uh, have had an incredible adventure. As teenagers, we established the Huntington College Young Republican Club, the first one ever at that college. We had two. Well, I, I could go on. This, the speech uh, goes on for 14 minutes. It is uh, inspiring, and, and uh, if you have uh, the time, you ought to uh, check it out and look at it. You know, Trump is going to regret this. I don't, uh, I don't know what else to say. I just hate it. And it wasn't even close. You know, I, I suspect what happened, these runoff uh, turnouts are notoriously low. I, I suspect that uh, Tuberville was able to turn out the uh, the War Eagle boosters and, and all of the the people from uh, Auburn and, and uh, you know, pull them over the line. But uh, farewell to Jeff Sessions, at least in, uh, in terms of uh, leadership in, in the Congress. So uh, in the second half of the day show, we're going to cover the president's Rose Garden address yesterday in uh, in detail. It was a tour de force, uh, hammering the Democrats and Joe Biden and calling out uh, their actual policies, these policies that Joe Biden has been drug to support that are going to uh, to just be, if ever enacted, which I don't believe they will, they would just be devastating to the American economy and the American people and to our history and, and safety, absolutely an uh, insane far-left platform. But we'll cover that uh, extensively in the second half of the show. I want to start by talking a little bit about what's going on down here in Florida with respect to these, these uh, sky-is-falling doomsday uh, reports that you're seeing on TV. It came out yesterday that there's a there's a lot of monkey business uh, going on with the reporting of these numbers. I don't know if it's because these testing centers are financially incentivized to uh, report uh, 
uh, uh, you know, high positivity rates. But this is a, a report from a local Orlando TV station, Fox 35, that started noticing some <laughs> anomalies in the reporting. If I'm investigating the numbers tonight, there are dozens of labs that process tests. On the state's website, we found numerous labs that are only reporting positive test results. So they show a 100% positivity rate. That got our attention. Fox 35's Robert Guadarrama has been investigating. And Robert, once you started asking questions, you uncovered a new issue with these numbers. Charles, that's absolutely right. Orlando Health confirming its numbers on the report are wrong. The Florida Department of Health releasing its daily coronavirus testing report, showing a statewide positivity rate of 11%. But Fox 35 quickly noticing some shocking positivity rates. Countless labs reporting 100% positivity. That means every single person tested was positive. We sifted through the reports to find local testing sites with high numbers. Like this Centricare, 83 people tested and all positive. Check out the Orlando VA, a positivity rate of 76%. NCF Diagnostics has a location in Alachua, 88% of tests coming back positive, and 98% for Orlando Health. How could that be? We investigated these astronomical numbers, contacting every location mentioned. Orlando Health, the only to respond, confirming errors in the report. Its positivity rate is, in fact, only 9.4%. Now, we just heard back from the Orlando VA. They are looking into the numbers. We haven't heard back from the other two labs or the Florida Health uh, Department of Health. Of course, it makes you wonder if these numbers are wrong. Are other numbers on the report also wrong? We'll stay on top of this story. Yeah, the other numbers on the report, the, the response that's going on with the uh, the doomsayers is, oh, well, they were just reporting their positive cases. That's why they were reporting 100%. They're not inflating the numbers. They just reported their positive cases. But if you look at the uh, the report, while 330 labs largely concentrated in Democrat-controlled counties with uh, Democrat-controlled health uh, departments show 100%, uh, quite a, a large number also shows 75 85 95%. So they are reporting negative cases. It's not, it's not an anomaly of only reporting the positive cases. They're, they're just... I think pumping up the numbers. We're going to watch this and see what happens uh, because it's going to be a developing story. They've weaponized this virus and and they're trying to uh, use it uh, to, to carry Joe Biden into the white house. Here is uh, Mika Brzezinski on MSNBC. Oh, oh, uh, pathetic Joe is, uh, is off this week, but uh, she's appearing on with, uh, Vin Gupta, not Sanjay Gupta. <clears throat> they both got their own Guptas now that are, uh, they're, you know, um, pumping, uh, the hysteria over, over this, uh, China's virus. But, uh, look how they, uh, they are weaponizing it, uh, for politics. 
It's actually worse than New York. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis doing his best impression of President Trump in April and May, scolding the media for not praising his state's success in tamping down the pandemic. Well, over the weekend, Florida hit the highest single-day total of known cases in any state since the start of the coronavirus pandemic. There's also new reporting this morning that testing delays across the country are hobbling efforts to contain the disease. And Floridians are going to die, Mika. That's what that's where this is headed. We have six hospitals in Miami-Dade that are filled up, 40 ICUs across the uh, across the state. Walt Disney World has decided to open up. Uh, It's not hard to predict where this is headed. It's to badness because they have no state level leadership. People are going to die. People will die. Yeah, people are going to die. There's uh, there's no doubt about that. They die of many things. Car wrecks, flu, heart disease. But uh, now they're focused solely on this coronavirus. Although now that we've expanded this testing, we know that the actual mortality rate is uh, is right in line with a bad seasonal flu. Here is Yamichi Alcindor over on PBS. It's hard to believe that public broadcasting has uh, such a a blatant and uh, overt political operative posing as a reporter. The question of the 2020 election, are Trump supporters going to make President Trump pay a price for the way that he's handled the coronavirus um, pandemic? And that's going to be, I think, what's going to be on the ballot. I think the sense in the White House is that that's also where this ultimately is going to lie. It's not going to lie in polls or in what the president says on a daily basis. It's going to all come down to how voters react to um, the the president's thinking on this. The coronavirus is going to determine the election. And we're going to make damn sure because we're going to scream from the rooftops. This is such a destabilized situation right now. And this is when the mortality rates start to climb. So there's a there's a two phase to the three phases to the rises in deaths. One, people piling into ICUs and dying after a period of time. But then as hospital staff gets exhausted, then the mortality goes up even more. And then, of course, you have the sudden deaths at home. And now it's happening over a much wider part of the United States and the country is going to become entirely destabilized unless we do something right now. Uh, we're not going to have a country by the fall. Unless we're not going to have a country by the fall, and it's Donald Trump's fault. You remember back in the early um, phases of this, this uh, disease where Nancy Pelosi and all the Democrats were out there testing, testing, testing. We have to have more testing. And Donald Trump got sandbagged. And, uh, and did that. Uh, he, he did all of the things that they, they said science requires. He, uh, he mobilized private industry to, uh, to manufacture these ventilators. He flooded the country with personal protective gear. Did everything that they said, but uh, now they're using that against him. And, uh, and he points that out. We test more than anybody by far. And when you test, you create cases. So we've created cases. Uh, I can tell you some countries, they test when somebody walks into a hospital sick or walks into maybe a doctor's office, but usually a hospital. That's the testing they do. So they don't have cases, whereas we do. We have all of these cases. So, Well, what he needs to do is start focusing on the mortality rate because uh, he's already, you know, been drug into this testing scheme. In my little town down here, we have we now have six testing sites. Walk right in, no charge. 
Many people are going back multiple times and getting tested. We got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. No one likes to think about disasters or what could happen to you or your family if you find yourself in the middle of one. Look around you. Don't you wish that uh, maybe a few months ago you had gone to preparewithmojo50.com and picked up an emergency food supply? The reason is not that you're panicked. The reason is that you want to be ready for anything. Look what happened at the grocery stores in the last few weeks. There are others out there who tend to lose their minds when things aren't normal. You, however are smart. You know how to do things the right way. You know how to be prepared. You know how to take care of your family and it shows. I mean, you listen to Mojo 5.0. So go to preparewithmojo50.com. You will find a special deal for you as a Mojo listener on a food supply, an emergency food supply that will ensure that you have enough food for you and your family for months however long you decide you need the supply for. It really is a great deal and it's about being ready for anything. Preparewithmojo50.com. Prepare with Mojo50.com. Go there today and get your four-week emergency food supply, and you'll save $100 and get free shipping and handling. So the Democrats have got their model on how uh, Trump should have handled the response to this virus. This is Jackie Spear, a Democrat. I think she's from upstate New York, maybe upstate or maybe northern California. But uh, here's what she thinks about the proper way to handle an epidemic. China was so much more in terms of population, four times as much in population, um, and they're faring much better because um, they have shown the kind of discipline necessary uh-huh. to address. China has shown the kind of discipline that it takes to do this. They have really uh, laid out a roadmap for how we should handle it. China, of course, was uh, welding people's doors shut, leaving in their, in their apartments to starve to death. And uh, and the, the the idea that the Democrats and the hysterical media are turning a blind eye entirely to the origin and the possible weaponization of a, a virus by a communist Chinese dictatorship that has wrecked our economy is stunning to watch. Have you heard Joe Biden say anything even mildly uh, critical? of China's reaction and all of this. No, no, no. He's hunkered down in his basement, not commenting on the, the riots or the looting or the murders, the reimagining law enforcement. That's, that's their, that's their new uh, description of defunding the police. They knew that that defund the police didn't poll very well. So they've rebranded that folks in law enforcement that share the goals of reimagining police. Reimagining policing in the 21st century. Rethinking and reimagining policing. Community efforts to reimagine policing. To reimagine policing. We have to reimagine what policing looks like. Reimagining policing, reimagining our public safety. Reimagine a citizen led approach. You can begin to reimagine law enforcement. Reimagine public safety in this country. What can we do to reimagine public safety? Reimagining public safety. To reimagine public safety. We uh-huh. must reimagine uh-huh. what public safety looks like. Yeah, that's what they're doing in these Democrat-controlled cities and states. They're reimagining what public safety looks like, and it ain't pretty, I can tell you that. In New York, the black community is finally getting a, a clue and demanding that the anti-crime undercover unit that, uh, that took so many guns off the streets be reinstated. 
because, uh, you know, children are now getting gunned down in the streets. But their plan is to, um, to enact this nationwide if only they can get old Joe in there. Really, you know, when people say and ask me, how are you going to pass this or how are you going to pass that? Um, I tell them we got to win the Senate and the White House. That is our legislative strategy. <laughs> that is um, their legislative strategy. They're going to uh, ride old Joe in there and use him as a hobby horse to ride this legislative agenda right down your throat. That uh, lawyer, McCloskey, uh, out in St. Louis uh, had his, his guns taken away because he dared to defend him and his family and his property from a mob that had broken through his gate and was uh, threatening to kill him, his wife, and his dog. So did you ever watch America's Got Talent? You got that, uh, that host there. Nick Cannon was the guy on stage. He um, married to, um, oh, I can't remember her name. Uh, he, he got his, his gig because he married a, a very famous uh, singer, Mariah Carey. Thank you. Well, Nick Cannon has now got his own radio show. It's uh, uh, Nick's Rules or something like that. He went on air yesterday and said this. Melanin comes with compassion. Melanin comes with soul that mm-hmm. we call it. We call it soul. We soul brothers and sisters. That's the melanin that connects us. Right. So the people that don't have it have are are a little and I'm, I'm gonna say this carefully <laughs> are a little less and 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 where the term actually comes from because I'm bringing it all the way back around okay. to, to Minister Farrakhan Minister to where Farrakhan. they may not have the compassion or the the when they were sent to the mountains of when they didn't have the power of the sun that was that the mm-hmm. sun then started to deteriorate mm-hmm. them so then they're acting out of fear thing out of low self-esteem thing out of a, a deficiency therefore the only way that they can act is evil the only way you have to rob steal rape kill and fight or flight okay. in, or, in order to survive exactly so then these people who didn't have what we had say we i speak of the mm-hmm. melanated people the melanated had to be savages had to be barbaric what did he say? Because they're in these Nordic mountains. Did he they're say these- savages? White people are savages? Exactly. So then these people who didn't have what we had, say we, I speak of the mm-hmm. melanated people. They okay, had to okay. be savages, had to be barbaric because they're in these Nordic mountains. They're in these rough uh, torrential environments. Mm-hmm. They, they're acting as animals. Right. So they're the ones that are actually closer to. They're the ones that are actually the true savages. The savages. White people are savages. You know, I told you that there's this new. Uh, racism, and, and it is a, a deep and um, and well articulated uh, hatred of white people. Nick Cannon made the mistake of actually uh, saying out loud what he thinks and what has been taught to him by the minister Farrakhan. Viacom CBS that produces uh, uh, America's Got Talent fired him. But they didn't fire him for saying that white people are savages and that the melanated people are the good ones. 
They fired Nick Cannon because he failed to acknowledge and apologize for promoting, perpetrating anti-Semitism. So Viacom fired him, didn't say a single word about that racist rant he just went on and announced that they were firing him because, uh, you know, of his documented anti-Semitism, which he most certainly is an anti-Semite. He's led by uh, Minister Farrakhan, who is a, a, a hateful, anti-white, anti-Jewish racist. But uh, Viacom couldn't even stir themselves to condemn his racist statements against white people. So then these people who didn't have what we had, and when I say we, I speak of the mm-hmm. melanated people. The melanated people. So if you're not melanated, if you don't have dark skin, you're a savage and a barbarian and uncivilized. We got to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to we're going to listen to just about as much of the president's Rose Garden presser yesterday as we can squeeze in. They're going to ride old Joe Biden into the White House and then uh, maybe maybe he will appoint Nick Cannon to the uh, Civil Rights Commission. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. Well, did you catch the president's Rose Garden? It was billed as a press conference. It turned out to be a campaign speech right there from the Rose Garden. It really angered the people on the left because the Rose Garden is usually not used so overtly political. It's usually a little bit more subdued, but the president has not had a chance to get his message out to the American people. Uh, and I think what he did was just uh, modify and use one of uh, his his rally speeches uh, that he's been uh, you know prevented from from engaging in. I uh, I went in and I tried to excerpt this, but the the problem with excerpting it is uh, it, it's tight already. The president doesn't riff much. He doesn't uh, you know speak extemporaneously much. He just uh, he just hammers Joe Biden and the Democrats throughout this speech, and every word of it uh, is true. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to I'm just going to play the speech from the beginning. If uh, if I think you know uh, it deserves comment, I'll I'll break in. But otherwise, I'm going to I'm going to let this president speak for himself. You may have seen it. I, I can tell you it's worth uh, it's worth listening to again because 
Uh, these are the themes that the uh, Trump campaign is going to beat Joe Biden with. Scientific genius to kill the virus. Joe Biden didn't just side with China on the virus. He did. He called me again. Xenophobic. That's what he said. You all heard it many times. He described the rise of China as, quote, a very positive development. Not a positive development. Not for us, it's not. He said that the idea that China is our competition is really bizarre. He's really bizarre. He said China is not a problem. No. Nobody's ripped us off more than China over the last 25, 30 years. Nobody close. And he says China's not a problem. Now he takes it all back now. Now he wants to be Mr. Tough Guy. But for years, 47 years, he never came out against China, never said anything bad, just the opposite. His son walked out with $1.5 billion of money to invest where he'll make hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe millions of dollars a year. Walked out with $1.5 billion. I asked one of the biggest people on Wall Street, maybe the biggest, is that possible? He said no. He's never seen it. They don't do that. But Hunter, where's Hunter? Where is Hunter, by the way? Hunter Biden walked out with $1.5 billion. In Ukraine, he got $83,000 a month, and I guess an upfront payment of $3 million. So he went from not having a job to getting $83,000 a month with a lot of money paid up front to work for Burisma. And you all know about Burisma. But nothing happens. Nobody cares. And he was unemployed, as you know. He was unfortunately forced to leave the military. He was forced to leave. Didn't have a job, and all of a sudden, he's making a fortune. But nobody talks about that. Indeed, Biden expressed more fawning praise about China on an ordinary day than about America. On the 4th of July, the last Independence Day, Biden attacked the United States and said we had, quote, never lived up to the ideals of our fathers, our forefathers, or our founding fathers, those founding ideals. And yet, he enthusiastically stated that China is a great nation, and we should hope for its continued expansion. Well, we all wish well to China, but what China's unleashed on the world, it's, uh, it's hard to even fathom. I see people now, friends of mine, they walk up, they want to say hello, and they have to keep their distance, and they're all covered up like you're all covered up with face masks. It's a different world, but we're coming out on top. Biden sides with China over America time and time again. And he said on the 4th of July, American history is no fairy tale, and yet blindly celebrates China, saying few nations in history have come so far, so fast. He's so proud of them. He's so proud of them. Now Joe Biden is pushing a platform that would demolish the U.S. economy, totally demolish it. So we built the greatest economy in the history of our country, greatest in the history of the world. That was a few months ago. Best unemployment numbers ever. Best for African-American, Asian-American, Hispanic-American. Best for women. Best for everybody. Best for Young people that didn't have a high school diploma, didn't have a college diploma, 
They had a diploma. They were really in good shape. We built the greatest ever stock market, highest ever in history. We had 143 days of all-time stock market highs in just less than three and a half years. And we had to close it down because we did the right thing by doing that. As I said, we saved millions of lives. But China was saying, this is incredible what's going on. China was, for the first time, respecting the United States. And now they want to do something that's much different, Joe Biden. So I've watched this, and I've watched it with great interest. We're building our economy again. I guess the stock market went up almost 500 points today or something thereabouts. You'll check. But it was up a lot when I left. And our economy is coming back. We're almost at a level where, even though it's long before the very important, maybe the most important ever, election of November 3rd, we're long before that, but we're close to record stock markets again. And NASDAQ hit an all-time high for the 16th time. Think of that. For the 16th time over the last month or so for the 16th time. So one of our markets already hit an all-time high. Today, uh, Joe Biden gave a speech in which he said that the core of his economic agenda is a hard-left crusade against American energy. He wants to kill American energy. He wants to re-enter the unfair, one-sided Paris Climate Accord, which will destroy us at the expense of many other nations who benefit. It was actually drawn, in my opinion, to take advantage of the United States, just like so many other deals are done to take advantage of the fools running the United States. But this would do nothing for the environment, but would cripple American industry while greatly helping China. He wants to impose massive energy taxes and job-crushing mandates to eliminate carbon from the United States economy. Let him define the word carbon, because he won't be able to. Obliterating American oil, clean coal, natural gas, and the natural energy resources that supply, supply countless American jobs. Joe Biden put AOC, a young woman, not talented in many ways, in charge of his energy plan, and the environment, essentially. Her and Bernie Sanders, who ran a lot of times for president, never made it. Good base, but that's about it. In other words, he wants to impose the Green New Deal on our country. When I first saw the Green New Deal, I thought it was a joke. I said, this will never go anywhere. Now they're trying to impose it. This will destroy our country and uh, make us non-competitive with other countries. Don't forget, we're in competition with China and with many other countries throughout the world. We're in tremendous economic competition, including Europe, which has never treated us well. The European Union was formed in order to take advantage of the United States. They formed, and they take advantage of the United States. And I know that. They know I know that. But other presidents had no idea. Last week, Joe Biden released his Unity platform developed with socialist Bernie Sanders, describing what he would do if elected president. The Biden-Sanders agenda is, agenda is the most extreme platform of any major party nominee by far. 
in American history. I think it's worse than actually Bernie's platform. It's gone so far right. And he's doing that because he's begging for that vote. But one of the things I just asked my people to do is just draw up for me just quickly some of the things that we've been hearing about over the last couple of weeks. And these are actual key elements of the Biden-Sanders unity platform. Abolish immigration detention. No more detention. You come in here illegally, no more detention. Stop all deportations. So if we get a MS-13 gang member, which we've taken out of our country by the thousands, brought him back to Honduras, Guatemala, can't do that anymore. El Salvador, can't do that anymore. Stop all deportations. In other words, we'll take all of these people, many of whom are in prison, for rape, murder, lots of other things. And prosecution of illegal border crossers. Oh, okay, they come in illegally and we have to stop the whole process. Support the deadly sanctuary cities where many of these people are protected better than the American citizen is protected. Incentivize illegal alien child smuggling. Give it an incentive. Because if you look at what they're saying, that's exactly what they do incentivize illegal alien child smuggling. They're incentivized by what this plan calls for. Expand asylum for all new illegal aliens. How about that one? All new illegal aliens. Expand asylum. Cancel all asylum cooperation agreements in the Western Hemisphere. Well, we have agreements with Honduras, Guatemala, with El Salvador. We have great agreements where when Biden and Obama used to bring killers out, they would say, don't bring them back to our country. We don't want them. Well, we have to. We don't want them. They wouldn't take them. Now with us, they take them. Someday I'll tell you why. Someday I'll tell you why. But they take them, and they take them very gladly. They used to bring them out, and they wouldn't even let the airplanes land if they brought them back by airplanes. They wouldn't let the buses into their country. They said, we don't want them said, no, but they entered our country illegally, and they're murderers, they're killers in some cases. And they said, nope, we don't want them. They'd turn the bus around, they'd turn the plane around, then they'd land in the United States, and who knows what happened to them. But it wasn't good. Taxpayer-funded lawyers will be given to all illegal aliens. So we're going to pay now for the lawyer's lobby, and we're going to give all illegal aliens Taxpayer-funded lawyers. How does that sound? Pretty good. In other words, come in here illegally. We're going to give you free legal advice. We'll take you up to the Supreme Court as much as possible. Abolish immigration enforcement against illegal workers. Think of that. Abolish immigration enforcement. They're going to abolish immigration enforcement. Well, basically, as you know, what they're going to do is they're going to rip down the wall. They're taking it down. They want to take down the wall which we fought hard for, up to 259 miles right now of great, powerful wall that's really working because if you look at the numbers, in addition to the fact that Mexico, for various reasons, has 27,000 soldiers on our southern border to keep people out of our country. And I appreciate it. We had a great meeting last week with the president of Mexico, a great guy, friend of mine, become a friend of mine. A lot of people thought that couldn't happen because we're very... Uh, opposite in terms of our views, maybe even in terms of our temperament. But he's a great guy, and he's a friend of mine, and they've been 
terrific. Mexico has been terrific. 27,000 soldiers on our border. Mexican soldiers. And we have great, great numbers. Uh, we get rid of so many different things. Catch and release is gone. So many different things have taken place. We used to catch them, take their name, and release them into our country. We don't do that anymore. We now release them back where they came from. Sometimes we'll bring them back to their country. Grant work permits for illegal aliens. So if you come in illegally, you get a work permit. People that live here don't get work permits, in many cases. Provide taxpayer subsidies and welfare for illegal aliens and new immigrants. So we want to provide taxpayer subsidies and welfare for people that come into our country illegally, illegal immigrants. They want government health care for all illegal aliens. This is part of their plan. I'm not making this up. This is all down in their plan from last week. And this is good compared to what I heard today. Federal student aid and free community college for illegal aliens. What do you think about that? Federal student aid and free community college. We're going to have every person in the world pouring into our country from all over the world. And by the way, the wall was so timely because it stopped people coming in from heavily infected areas of Mexico. If we had that, we would be in trouble like you wouldn't believe. You wouldn't believe. And remember, cases is different than deaths. And cases we give you because our testing is the best in the world. And by the way, by far the most. 45 million. Find out which country tested 45 million people. If China, if Russia, if India tested 45 million people, or if they did tests like we did, check out how many cases they'd have. But it's still, we've done a great job, get no credit for it. And I don't want the credit. I want the people that have done this great job, the people that have done such an incredible job on in building the ventilators and doing the testing and building a testing platform that's been amazing. We have many platforms. Many companies have come up with different forms of tests. When we started, there was no such thing. Sign new immigrants up for welfare immediately. This is Joe Biden. So they walk off and they come in and they put a foot into our land and we sign up new immigrants up for welfare. We sign them up immediately. They get welfare benefits. United States citizens don't get what they're looking to give illegal immigrants. Think of that. Sign up. It's hard to believe I'm even reading that. New immigrants for welfare immediately. Not to mention the cost of this, which is incalculable. The cost of this is so crazy. End requirement for immigrant self-sufficiency and maximize their welfare. Now, this is us writing this. Who's not coming to the United States? Every person from South America is going to pour in. Every person from other countries, they're going to be pouring in. End requirement, think of that, for immigrant self-sufficiency and remember to maximize welfare. So we're given a maximum. Then we have massively expand immigration during a global pandemic, taking jobs from unemployed Americans. And all travel bans, including from jihadist regions. So now we have travel bans. 
A lot of you said I didn't get the travel ban, and you were wrong. We got the travel ban. We lost in the Ninth Circuit. We lost again in the Ninth Circuit, and then we won in the Supreme Court. We have a very strong travel ban. And we don't want people that are going to come in and blow up our cities, do things. And frankly, with the with the liberal Democrats running the cities that we do have where they do have problems, maybe they wouldn't mind, but I would mind, and the people of this country mind. So listen to this. End all travel bans. He's talking about the ban that I won, that everybody said I didn't win. They said I didn't win because in the lower court we lost, that we lost in the appellate division, and then we won in the Supreme Court. So he said he lost. And they're right at the lower level. But in the meantime, we won in the Supreme Court. So it's in effect, but they didn't say that. They said he lost, which, again, is fake news. But that's the way they do it. So end all travel bans, including from jihadist regions. They specify that. Grant mass amnesty. Everybody gets amnesty. Mass amnesty. Think of that. And this is create a roadmap to citizenship for massive, massive numbers. And we're not talking about DACA because I'm going to take care of DACA much better than the Democrats did. The Democrats had their chance, and they blew it. But we're going to take care of DACA because I'm going to be doing, in the not-too-distant future, pretty soon I'm going to be signing a new immigration action. Very, very big merit-based immigration action that based on the DACA decision, I'll be able to do. Vastly expand low-skilled immigration to the United States. So they want a lot of people come in with low skills. I like merit. Think of that. Vastly expand low-skilled immigration to the United States. These are the things that are in the plan. This is Biden. Biden's gone radical left. Increase refugee admissions by 7 100 percent. Huh. That's a lot. By 700 percent, nobody's ever heard of such a thing. Increase refugee admissions by 700 percent. Abolish law enforcement as we know it. I think the police do an incredible job in this country. And you're going to have a rogue, terrible cop on occasion, like you do in any industry, in any business, in any profession. But I think they do an incredible job. Abolish law enforcement as we know it. End cash bail. No bail. Just, we let you right out. Look at what's happened to New York. Crime is up. Shootings are up at numbers that nobody's ever seen before. Look at Chicago. What a disaster. And we're waiting for them to call us because we're all set to go. We have the FBI. We have Homeland Security. We have everybody ready to go. We have the National Guard. They're all ready to go. End cash bail, releasing dangerous criminals onto our streets. Cash bail. New York just did that. Other places have done it. They haven't turned out too good. Abolish completely the death penalty. And I know there's a lot of debate on the death penalty, and there has been for a long time, but sometimes you use the death penalty, depending on the crime. You know what happened today with regard to the death penalty. Appoint social justice prosecutors in order to free violent criminals. So they want to appoint social justice prosecutors to free violent criminals. End 
mandatory minimums. And that's by empowering judges to determine appropriate sentences, by fighting to repeal mandatory minimums at the federal level and give states incentives to repeal their mandatory minimums. We could go on for days. Incentivize prison closure. So they want to close our prisons. They now want to abolish they want to abolish our police departments. They want to abolish our prisons, I guess. Incentivize jail and prison closures as populations decline. Ensure the resources saved are invested directly into those communities. So they want to close them rather than have them for some very bad people, people that are not going to behave when they get out. You see that in New York. They allowed a lot of criminals out, and those criminals are causing havoc. And then they got rid of their incredible and legendary crime squad. And bad things are happening in New York. Bad things are happening. I love New York. I hate to see what's going on. End solitary confinement. Free federal housing for former inmates. So federal housing now can go to inmates, former inmates. Rejoin Paris Climate Accord and seek an even higher level of restrictions. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, I see. So they want to rejoin the Paris Climate Accord and they want to seek an even higher level of restriction. In other words, make it worse than it was. Mandate net zero carbon emissions for homes, offices, and all new buildings by 2030. That basically means no windows, no nothing. It's very hard to do. I tell people when they want to go into some of these buildings, how are your eyes? Because they won't be good in five years. And I hope you don't mind cold office space in the winter and warm office space in the summer because your air conditioning is not the same as the good old days. Mandate zero carbon emissions from power plants by 2035. Zero. We're talking about zero. Nothing can go in the air. Mandate net zero carbon emissions by 2050. And I believe he's changing that. He's bringing it down. He's, he wants no petroleum product. He wants no oil or gas. I don't think Texas is going to do too well. They're going to get rid of about 7 million jobs. If you go by the Biden plan, I don't think that uh, Oklahoma, North Dakota, Pennsylvania, you're going to be too happy with that. And many other states, Ohio, mandate all 500,000 school buses and all three million government vehicles be changed to zero emission vehicles within five years. I've heard it worse than that. Install 500,000 taxpayer funded charging stations nationwide. Here's a bad one, really bad one. End school choice. There is nothing that the African-American community wants more than school choice. And mothers and fathers are going to be very happy to see him be defeated just on that alone. End school choice. So Joe, Bi Joe Biden wants to end school choice. End tax credit scholarships serving disadvantaged students in 26 states. Oppose 14 million Americans with education savings accounts. And get rid of school choice having to do with school choice. Eliminate 
school choice in Washington, D.C. You know what they've done in Washington. They have some incredible example right here. Example. I know of one example. I think they have a number of them, but one is incredible. Abolish all charter schools. Charter schools are doing great. Ban funding for charter schools in poor neighborhoods. We don't want charter schools in poor neighborhoods. Well, that's not fair. Abolish educational standards. Abolish in the suburbs. You're going to abolish the suburbs with this. Enforce Obama-Biden's radical AFFH. That's the AFFH regulation that threatens to strip localities of federal affordable housing funds unless they change their zoning laws to fit the federal government's demands. So what you have, I mean, I've been watching this for years in Westchester, coming from New York. They want low-income housing built in a neighborhood. Well, I'm ending that rule. I'm taking it out. So I had spoke with Ben Carson the other day. We're going to be taking it out. I've watched that whole thing go, and now they want to make it twice as bad in the suburbs, in the suburbs. Uh, mothers aren't happy about that. Fathers aren't happy about that. They worked hard to buy a house, and now they're going to watch the housing values drop like a rock, and that has happened, drop like a rock. So we're not going to do that. We're going to do the exact opposite. Probably there has never been a time, and this is just a few, this is, it's much worse than that. We did this very quickly. It's probably never been a time when candidates are so different. We want law and order. They don't want law and order. We want strong, closed borders with people able to come in through merit, through a legal process. They don't want to have any borders at all. They're going to rip down the wall. It was hard to get that built. And now it's almost completed. It'll be completed by a little after the end of the year. They want to rip it down. And it's had such an impact. It's incredible. It stops trafficking, human trafficking of women and children, but women mostly. Human trafficking, one of the worst things ever, all at a level that it's never been at because of the Internet. You wouldn't think you think of it as an ancient statement. You wouldn't think that's possible today, but it's human trafficking of women and children. And they want to let that continue. The, the wall has stopped it so much because they will go over to a section where there are people, not an entry point, and they'll make a left into the United States. They're on their way. They can't do that anymore. We have a 30-foot wall that goes six feet into the ground. It stops a lot of the tunnels. pretty good tunnels. We watch the tunnels, and we have equipment for that. You can't make a left anymore. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. 
Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more.